Welcome to Flavor of the Week, brought to you in part by Bandito's Mexican Restaurant, fresh made daily. Bishop Kevin C. Rhodes joins us for a special mashup between the Kyle Hyman Show and his show, Truth in Charity with Bishop Rhodes, which is celebrating its 100th episode. Welcome back to Truth in Charity, and welcome back to part two of our Flavor of the Week with Bishop Rhodes. And we're trying some breakfast items. We've had the blueberry on topping on waffles, and now we're going to try some pecan pancakes. What do you usually have for breakfast, Bishop? Usually a bowl of cereal, or I just don't have it. Uh-huh. Uh, I know you're supposed to. It's the most important meal of the day, but they say. it depends on, you know, if I'm not hungry, I just don't eat it. Uh, thank Ooh. you, Miriam. Oh, wow. That looks good. Are they pecans or walnuts? Pecans. Oh, okay. They pecans, look like walnuts. Apparently. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. But I always have two cups of coffee in the morning. That's, uh-huh. that's that, always. That's a given. Yeah, it's yeah. a given. Do you just make it in a coffee maker or do you? Yeah, one of the curing machines. The okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's try this out. How often do you get recognized in public places like a grocery store or a restaurant or a shoe store or a licensed branch? Um, I'd say pretty often. Uh-huh. Um, Does it ever get it, annoying? People no, I mean, I, I'm you? not annoyed. It's just that sometimes I'm on a tight schedule. Oh, yeah. And I have to buy something. And if I get stopped um could make me late for something so that's the only thing yeah yeah do people want to take pictures with you or no usually you that there no no or, no that's usually at parishes but not when i'm out i rarely would that happen yeah but i do my own grocery shopping so uh and i i kind of like that i mean it's a little diversion I can pick things that i i want how, how often is it like a when i need it when the refrigerator is empty <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't have any set set time, uh, and I don't even have a set place. It's just if I'm driving and I see a supermarket, I'll pull over and get something. And you live by yourself, and there's no other priests with you? And- right. I live at the St. Mary's Parish Rectory by myself. Okay. All right. Well, have you tried the uh, pecan pancake here yet? No. Let me get a mouthful here. I'm a couple bites in. And I find it delicious. There's not really a breakfast item that I don't like, though. Mm, it is very good. But you said waffles over pancakes. You know, I like preference. them both. <laughs> well, we've been playing some highlights, and one of my favorite times is when we've had the, the young people on, and there's a, a couple examples of this. We had... Actually, some young people that came here into the studio and recorded with us. Uh, also, we had some recordings from St. Elizabeth Ann Seton School and the St. Joseph Campus of Mishawaka Catholic. And so I thought we'd maybe play a few clips from those uh, kind of question and answers with the, the young people. What is your favorite thing to do in your job as bishop? Oh, Ellen, I, I enjoy being bishop a lot, but I'd say really ordaining celebrating the sacrament of holy orders it brings so much joy to be god's instrument and in uh in making new priests um or new deacons for that matter there's so many things i enjoy i enjoy being out in the parishes celebrating all the sacraments but i would say ordination is definitely on the top of my list my name is olivia davis i'm in fifth grade and my question is why is the vatican city in rome 
Thank you, Olivia. Well, you know, the Vatican was the name of the hill in Rome, even before St. Peter ever got there. Hmm. And on that hill that was called Vaticanus in Latin, Vatican, there was a cemetery. There was also what's called a circus. That's a kind of like an arena. And that was called the Circus of Nero, right next to the cemetery. Hmm. And that was a bad emperor named Nero, Roman emperor. Well, anyhow, when St. Peter came to Rome, he was crucified. He was martyred, crucified upside down in the Circus of Nero, and then taken to, right to be buried in that cemetery called the Vatican. So it was only in later centuries that the, the big church, the Basilica of St. Peter, was built on at the Vatican when they leveled the hill and they built the church over St. Peter's tomb. And then later even, then that whole area became the property of the church and it became an independent country that is called Vatican City. Is that cemetery still there? Well, yes, that's under under St. Peter's okay. Basilica. They've right. done excavations, and you can see tombs that predate St. Peter, mm-hmm. you know, early pagan tombs, and then also Christian tombs from the time of St. Peter, because sure. Christians wanted to be buried near him. So you can see, you can go, and you have to get special pass to go in and see the excavations. Really interesting under St. Peter's Basilica. And even in some of those tombs, there's still, these are like rooms that they would build. It's called a necropolis, a city of the dead. And um, there's still artwork in that, uh, frescoes that are still, you can still see in those tombs from, from back in the first century. Hi, I'm Pete Allen, and my grade is third grade. And my questions are that, is it nervous to be in front of all that people? And, like, do you remember everything you say? Oh, thank you, Pete. You know what? I don't get nervous in front of all the people. When I was in high school, I would get nervous sometimes in public speaking. But... I think by the time I got to college and and all that, I kind of overcame that nervousness. So now I'm not nervous at all in front of a lot of people. But you know, Pete, also you asked if I remember everything I say, like uh, in homilies and stuff. No, I remember, (laughs) I think sometimes I forget, but um, you know, but I remember some. Yeah, I usually remember the important points. Do you usually memorize your homilies or? Do you write them ahead of time and read them or kind of deliver some off the cuff? Or It depends. Okay. Uh, sometimes I have a written text. But when I do have a written text, I'm not like bound to it. You uh-huh. know, I have it in front of me. It kind of gives me some extra confidence so I don't get off track. Other times I don't use a text at all. Or sometimes I'll just have a key, few key talking points like an outline. It often depends on the congregation and the type of mass it is. Like let's say I'm doing a big chrismas or something i'll have a text you know i want that to you know but other times if i'm having masses at some of our schools and that i know well what i want to say but i don't have a written text do you get nervous if you're addressing the bishops at a 
USCCB conference? Prob- you know, that's good. I probably would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a little nervous. The hardest group to preach to are your peers. Right. I, I mean, even from early on, you know, when I had to give a talk or, or preach to, to priests, that would probably bring a little anxiety. And I think I'd have some of that too, a little bit when I get up and to my brother bishops, yeah. My name is Elizabeth Gill. I am in fifth grade and I go to St. Joseph Parish. My question is, how old were you when you first thought about becoming a priest? Oh, thank you, Elizabeth. I think I was about 12 years old. I remember I was in seventh grade and that was the year that I received the sacrament of confirmation. And it was shortly after I was confirmed that the idea came to me that maybe God was calling me to give my life to him as a priest, to serve the church as a priest. So it's never too early to think about your vocation. For me, it was, it was seventh grade. Hi, I, I am Michael McCarthy, and I am in first grade. And my first question is, why did they kill Jesus? Oh, that's a very good question, Michael. There were really two reasons. The religious leaders at the time didn't like Jesus. They didn't believe that he was the son of God. And so they were very angry at him. And they accused him of a sin that we call blasphemy because Jesus was claiming equality with God. But of course, Jesus is God. So that was one reason. So they wanted him killed. But they also didn't have the power to put him to death. They had to go to the Roman authorities, to Pontius Pilate. And Pontius Pilate washed his hands and said, and condemned Jesus to death, not really for religious reasons, but more for political reasons. He said that that Jesus claimed to be king of the Jews. Mm -hmm. And... um, so those were the two main reasons that they killed Jesus. They, uh, they hated him, and yet Jesus loved them. And uh, so that's the reason. Thanks, Michael. Michael also has a follow-up question to that. My second question is, why did Jesus forgive our sins? Uh, you know why? Because he loves us so much. When we're sorry for our sins, he always forgives us. And, and really... Mercy and forgiveness, that's part of love. You know, Michael, if someone hurts you and then they're sorry and you love that person, so you forgive them. And that's the same thing. Jesus loves us and forgives us. So again, that was from our visit from some of our youth and then also the St. Nicholas episode, and it's just so fun. The kids have such great questions. Yeah, yeah, no, it was great. I enjoyed listening to that again. Yeah, well, what do you think of the pecan pancakes here? I'm getting full. They were very good. Halfway 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 there there. to the finish line. Oh, my goodness. Kyle, are we going to go out for a run after this to run off these calories? Yeah, we can play some tennis. Okay. I'm horrible at tennis, so. Oh, good. (laughs) Good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of St. Nicholas Day, uh, we had a really probably the the story that stands out to me the most in the past 99 episodes of Truth and Charity. We had a story about St. Nicholas that 
I will never forget. And it's such an amazing story. People are going to have to stick around for it. It's going to come up with our next breakfast flavor. And if you have any questions for Bishop or your kids have any questions for Bishop, you can go to RedeemerRadio.com slash Ask Bishop. You can call or text the Holy Cross College text line at 260-436-9598. And it could be answered on a future episode of Truth and Charity with Bishop Rhodes, brought to you in part by Notre Dame Federal Credit Union. (laughs) 